You want to be the person to lead the way in being vulnerable. Don't be afraid to share your story first. Talk, like really set the tone. Because what people are always asking in these groups, especially if they're new or if the group itself is new, is okay, how real are we really going to get? Welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called A House for Community, where we provide households with personal coaching for how to build a community and turn your home into a hub for community relationships. So if you're interested in learning more about A Thousand Houses or checking out some of our other resources, visit 1kh.org. Let's jump into today's episode. Forming a community is all about deepening relationships. And so sometimes when you're doing things like maybe open supper, open table, you're really working on that front porch time, you're making some connections, you can begin to feel like the relationships are not deepening fast enough. Like, okay, we're hanging out, we're having meals, but do we really, are we getting into each other's lives? Uh, is this, is this going to go on for months and months and months? Are we going to lose momentum relationally? If we're just hanging out, especially if there's lots of little kids involved and, you know, we, you can see each other, you get to hang out, but, but those deep connections, deep conversations aren't happening. And so it's really important to, at that point, when you begin to really see who is beginning to orbit this new, young community that's just beginning to emerge, what's the next step to deepen those relationships? And uh, what we have seen is probably the next most powerful tool that you can begin to invite people into that are coming to that open table or into that front porch on a regular basis is to invite them into a regular men's or women's group. So these kinds of groups, for whatever reason, people tend to be able to go deep quick in these same-sex groups. And so we want to talk about what that's like, but this is really a critical tool to use at this stage because you want to make sure that that momentum does not start to become a problem. If people are coming to that meal over and over again and there's not deepening relationships, then even people that really want those deep relationships, that are leaning into relationships, may stop coming because they don't feel that connection. So it's really important to make personal connections and having a men's and a women's group uh, can be a really big part of that. So I wanna talk to you guys about the four steps to forming one of these groups. And then we'll talk a little bit about some tips to maximize the connection that's gonna happen inside of these groups. So the first tip, is you have to make a decision about the rhythm of these men's and women's, women's groups. Now, you, you may not talk about them as if they're a group at first. If this is totally brand new and just as this may sound like a one-off thing that you might want to begin to turn into a rhythm. Um, but when you invite people and say, hey guys, we wanna get together uh, next Sunday night, we're gonna just hang out as guys or as gals. Uh, are you guys available? Is that a good time for you? And then get together. But you wanna be thinking for yourself, what's a good rhythm for you? for your family, what's sustainable? And so for some people, they wanna do this every week. Some people wanna do this every other week. Um, we have a, a men's group we do every week that's a midrash that's not necessarily completely overlapping with our community. So, so in terms of deepening relationships, relationships with our community, uh, we have men's and women's, women's groups every month uh, that, that meet. And so what we do as a community is we have open supper every week, but we have a gathering every other week. And in between each of those gatherings is either a men's or a women's group time. So this is something that we've decided to commit to every single, every single month. 
But that's the first step is just for yourself choosing a rhythm. But you may not want to be announcing that rhythm uh, to those men or women that you're inviting into it uh, right away if this community is totally brand new to everyone. You may want to just begin to invite people into a men's night, a women's night, something like that. So that's the first step. In, uh, choose a rhythm. Um, and then, like I said, think about it personally, but maybe not communicate that the first time you're inviting people into it. Uh, step number two, you want to make the experience really fun and enjoyable. So uh, really understand, a lot of people get sort of caught if they're living in a Christian kind of paradigm. Every time they think of a group, they think of a Bible study. And so they want to think about content first. But this is a little bit different. Again, we're still focusing on connection first. This is something we really want to make sure we keep uh, at the forefront. And so how do you create connection? If you were to design an evening to create the deepest, best connection that you could with these men or women who are just getting to know each other, what would an evening like that be like? Okay, and so you can let your imagination run wild, whatever that what you think works for you and would work for the people you're trying to connect with. Uh, I'll tell you guys how we generally have thought about this. So the first thing, um, the step two is the way we like to think about fun and enjoyable is we like to begin uh, these men's and women's time with, with something fun. And so we've done frisbee golf, we've done pickleball, we've done archery, we've done putt-putt. Um, a lot of the women, they've done, they've done a whole bunch of other things as well. They've, they've done like different crafts. They've done different sporting things. They've done, you know, whatever fun thing might really help that group just have, a, have a, an experience together. And so we usually take the first hour, hour and a half and just have an experience like that. Um, and because we do this once a month, it doesn't feel like a huge ask uh, to do something kind of fun for an hour, hour and a half. And then we usually like to group up and have a connection time um, after that. And so that's usually the way things go. And we have snacks, drinks, or whatever. Again, we've kind of thought this through step by step from the perspective of connection. And so we want to have that, that kind of laid back, just kind of get, getting to know each other, getting people warmed up. Uh, then we, what we do is, uh, third step is when we get together and say, okay, now we've done our fun activity. Now we're in a room or on a porch and we're all sitting in a circle or on somebody's back deck and we're going to have a conversation. Um, and so oftentimes we'll start by just explaining the why. And this is where if this group is an ongoing group, it's important, especially with new people there. But even if you have all the people that have, were, were, have been a part of the group for the last several months, it's important to every single time explain the why. Uh, there's two reasons why this is so important, okay? So one is that this, this orients everyone in the group to focus on the right thing. Uh, and the second reason, you guys, is that we have muscle memory from our church experiences that are not helpful when it comes to these kinds of conversations. And so sometimes, uh, again, people will go right into sort of Bible study mode or something like that. So it's really good to just clarify, hey guys, we are here tonight because we think it's really important for us to deepen our relationships with each other. We, we want to get to know each other. We want, we want to know what's going on in your life. We want to hear, you know, not just the good stuff, but the hard stuff, like what's happening. Um, let's be vulnerable with each other. And so that's why we get together. That's why we do this thing every week or every, every other week or every month. We want the guys to get together. We want to really make sure that we're forming community. And when we're talking to guys, a lot of times I like to say, you know, there's not a lot of guys that, that have good, deep friendships when they have uh, families. They, they, there's a tension that starts to build. And so this is the platform through which we're going to go deep and we're going to deepen our relationships and our friendships with each other. So please, like, you know, just be honest and let's talk. Let's talk about the real stuff. Um, so you talk about that. You explain the why behind what this event is and what makes it different. 
And then the fourth step is that you want to ask some deep questions. You can start with an icebreaker if you want. I love asking questions like, you know, what was your, uh, the worst job you ever had or whatever. You need to prime the pump, especially if it's a brand new group, that can be really, really critical. Um, now you can go ahead and ask people uh, personal questions. And sometimes in groups like this, you might want to pick one person and tell them in advance, hey, we'd love for you to share your, your, your journey with us. Uh, you can ask specific questions like, tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey. Just kind of share that with us. Or what are the three milestones of, of the kind of the biggest events that really shaped your life? Um, if you're going to ask a question like that, usually you only have time for one person to share. Um, and, but then you can come back uh, the next time you get together and ask somebody different the same question until everyone has had an opportunity to really uh, answer and, and express their story to, to the group. And so that's, that's one way to do this. Um, you can also ask the group a really sort of a group, a deep question, like describe the season that your family's in, or let's talk about like, where do you think God's trying to grow you right now? Or, you know, what, what is the kind of besetting sin that, that the enemy seems to be coming after you? Like, just depending on how deep the group is, how well you guys are connecting, you can kind of decide which questions might be uh, just at that level where it feels challenging, but the group is ready for it. And sometimes, uh, like asking people about like what sin are you struggling with, that that's probably too deep for a brand new group. But after four or five months of getting together, you need to keep making sure the group's going deeper and deeper uh, until it gets to a place where there's real vulnerability and real connection. And so, usually the second thing we do during the kind of get together time is uh, is ask a deep question, or you can also bring up a topic like sexual purity. Let's talk about like what is that like in, in your life, or how how are things going in your family? What's going on with your fatherhood? How do you feel about uh, what's happening in your motherhood? Um, things that really relate to everyone in the group uh, and that people can, can share vulnerably and talk through. Um, again, the whole point, and you explain this in the why, is this is we're getting together to deepen our relationship. So just going over those four steps, decide on a rhythm, number one. Number two, make the beginning of the experience, if you can, fun and enjoyable. Number three, explain the why behind the group, and that can only take 60 seconds, 30 seconds. And then ask good, deep questions and make sure you're facilitating conversation. Laid back, if you want to have snacks or drinks or whatever, things like that out. But that's really helpful when you're really facilitating a men's or women's group. So I want to give you guys a few tips for maximizing what this time can be about and to make sure it's also really sustainable for your family uh, as you guys try to figure out how to host something like this. The first is to delegate responsibilities early on, especially so you might decide that you, you're going to sort of set the table the first time. You're going to explain the why, you're going to plan the event, you're going to host it, you're going to bring the snacks and drinks or whatever. But hopefully after one time you can figure out who's going to come back. You begin to ask people, you know, in a, a week in advance or four or five days before the event, hey, I need some help. Is anybody willing to bring a snacks, bring drinks, bring the question even tonight, share the why, come up with a cool activity for us to do beforehand. And so you want to delegate that responsibility early on. I, I have a group of four or five guys that kind of help me host our men's night. And so I just send something out, you know, about a week in advance and they jump on there and they decide, okay, yeah, I'll bring the snack. I'll do this. I'll do that. And so you want to begin to delegate that responsibility so that that kind of uh, rhythm is sustainable for you and for your family. The second thing is you want to make clear who the core group of committed people are over time. And so I, this, these are the kind of people that are really beginning to, you're beginning to form a community with. So you're doing some open table stuff. You're really get, getting to know people. Now you've got people leaning into this much more deeper rhythm of relationships and deeper connection of this men's and women's group. And so these people are becoming your community. And so it's really important for you to begin to identify who those people are, begin to rely on those people. Um, the third thing is that as you begin to make a connection with somebody during this time, 
Uh, you want to move that connection from like kind of a, a larger group, which is sort of the open table, to this men's group, and then finally into one-on-one or two-on-two if they're a couple. You want to begin to invite them to like, hey, let's grab coffee. I want to get to know you better. Um, if somebody, if you, this group's been going on for a while and somebody new shows up, you want to try to hang out with that person the next week or two before the next uh, men's or women's group um, because you want to get to know them a little bit better. You want to figure out really what their story is. Um, again, all of this is about connection. It takes work to connect, especially in this culture. You have to spend time together. You have to make it intentional. And so you want to be listening during the men's and women's groups for triggers for what kinds of things you can then discuss with them in a one-on-one setting afterwards or as couples. Um, So you want to make sure that you don't just rely on these rhythms as the beginning and end of all your connection. Um, But this is, you want to go to the next level and make a personal connection with people. So that's the third tip. Fourth tip is that you want to be the person to lead the way in being vulnerable. Don't be afraid to share your story first. Like really set the tone. Because what people are always asking in these groups, especially if they're new or if the group itself is new, is, okay, how real are we really going to get, right? And so if you, if somebody, you know somebody in the group understands that and is ready to do that, great. Like, you can delegate that to them. Uh, but it's really important for you to also model that. And if no one else is really going to do that, then it's important for you to say, okay, yeah, this is, this is what it looks like to get real. Like, I'm going to get real with you guys. Uh, this, is, this is what I'm struggling with right now. Or let me tell you my story, not just the, the pretty aspects, but the challenging uh, parts as well. That will do almost more than anything else to drive the group into depth and deep connection. But what can really happen is if everybody shares or the first few people share something fairly surfacey and nobody's willing to go into that vulnerable place, it'll probably stay at that surface level. And so just having a rhythm, just having fun and having a deep conversation and bringing up a deep topic and explaining the why, all of that, that will not do it if no one takes the leap or takes the risk to get vulnerable. So you want to make sure that you're modeling that and that that is something that is happening in the group. Um, The fifth thing is that you want to be encouraging kind of a pastoral atmosphere between the group members uh, in the in-between times, between the the times in which you meet. So like we have a WhatsApp group that we use for the guys and the gals. We talk about, hey, if somebody shared something really challenging that's going on in their life, like if there's surgery coming up or something that's happening in their life, you want to be checking in with those people. Um, You can create that in the group. You can be praying for each other. Um, and another, uh, the sixth tip is that if somebody does share something that feels like an urgent need, don't be afraid to just pray for them right there. This is a really good place for us to start to demonstrate what our faith looks like to people. And so you can say, hey, do you mind if we pray for you about that? Again, this is a place where you've really created connection and safety. And so you want to go ahead and begin to bring that rhythm into that connection. If that's something that's natural and normal for you to do, then you want to begin to model that as well. And then the seventh tip is that if you find that you really want to like accelerate this, you could plan an an overnight thing, a camping trip or something where it could be a 24-hour thing or a two-day thing if you have more time. But you can, if you really want to get to know each other fast, you could have an opportunity to share your stories, have, give everybody a chance, like say if you have five or six, you know, guys in a group or five or six women to spend some time getting away and having, you know, the the entire time carved up so that each person gets to share their story during, uh, during that, that weekend. So those are just some ideas, you guys. Those are some tips. I'll go over those one more time. Delegate responsibility, uh, send out invites. Um, That was kind of gather that, that that core group. Part of what you have to do every single week, you guys, is to, is to recruit 
in the early stages of this, that can be frustrating, but that's a really important part of it. You have to actually intentionally tell people, hey, we're doing this group thing. We'd love for you to be part of it. So you're gonna have to take responsibility for the first, uh, the first bit to be recruiting or inviting people. That's the second tip. Third is make these a launching pads for your one-on-ones. Fourth, lead in vulnerability. Five, create a, uh, a pastoral atmosphere. Six, pray over urgent needs. And seven, um, do an overnight, maybe once a year, or if you really want to jumpstart things. And so as you guys think about, okay, you're beginning to see people leaning into relationship. You want to begin to steward that relational connection really well. Here's another tool in your tool belt that will help you uh, facilitate that deepening of relationships. So I want you to think about what what is the plan of action that you have? Are people coming to mind that you can begin to think about? Is a rhythm beginning to occur to you? When is a good time to do this? Is there a question you think, you oh, I'd really like to ask these guys, these guys this question? Is there an activity you think would be really fun to do, give you energy, excite the group uh, for the men's or women's time? Um, so, so go ahead and take, take some time and think about if this is something, a rhythm you think it's, it's time to initiate, begin to write up a plan. We'd love to talk to you about that. We love to share our different ideas and really sharpen uh, that plan for creating a men's or women's group for the sake of relational connection. So take some time uh, and let us know what that's like in, in a plan that you want to actually write out that we can look at together. Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you and your family are sensing any kind of calling or pool to maybe go down this path in community, love to be a resource to you as you explore this. So if that's you, we want to invite you to join our coaching intensive called A House for Community, where we're going to combine online content and personal coaching for you to provide you with the teaching and the tools and definitely the encouragement that you're going to need to see your home become a house for healthy kingdom relationships. For more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org slash community coaching. We'll see you guys for the next episode.